I got so much stupid beer. I know. <laughs> I don't have any right now. Those man. boxes right there sitting on the thing are full of beers. I'm supposed to take the sours over to Lily's house and. <laughs> I like how you said Lily's house. <laughs> well, they're for Lily. Oh, so. got it. Okay. <laughs> now that Joe's gone, Lily's house. <laughs> no, no, no. For Lily specifically. So oh, that's cool. Yeah. All right, let's get going. Let's hit it. Heyo, we are Fantasy on Draft. I'm your host, NMFL. Hosting with me today, Maddie Sadie. What up, Maddie? How's it going, Nick? How are we doing, brother? Man, I'm doing good. I'm good. doing good. No Joe Griff this week. Sorry we missed last week. We, uh, life got in the way. A little bit of life here and there. Yeah, but we are here for week four recap. Going into week five, we're back in your ear holes. And I feel like we'd kind of been injury free going into this. I mean, there had been some injuries, but nothing super crazy, not a lot of big names. And then we kind of got hammered this week. Yeah. It all kind of fell at us at once. Some of that stuff was like little here and there out a couple of weeks, maybe, right. you know, week to week, day to day stuff. But then this one week was bad. High yeah. profile players too. Yeah. Yeah. The football gods said, hold my beer. Yeah, exactly. How'd you do this week in fantasy? Did you do all right? I did. Okay. I won in the leagues. I won to win in. Um, they were, they were good. They were good. Justin Jefferson, that man, good at football. Very good. Real good. Real good at football. Hawkinson kind of come back the way that everybody wanted to see. Amon Ra was out, so that worked out. And then a couple surprise players here and there. Miles Sanders. Who knew he was a bell cow? Yeah, he's been doing well. 20-some-odd carries. Good for him. But it was a fun week overall. Love the London games. I love when I can watch football, and I don't even need to get out of bed for it right <laughs> away. Just turn it on and watch it. I was awful. Oh, no. I think I went four and seven. Oof. Um, though I was high score, or maybe not after some stat <laughs> re- recounts, but uh, our league of record, I um, put up really good points. You and I both did. We were the top guys. We were like within a like 0.6 points or something like that yeah you did after this marvelous trade you had yeah you, you pretty yeah. much revamped your entire squad super excited uh big trade i got austin eckler i got george kittle and had to give up um james robinson which was i mean he'd been nice this week though it was great eckler had three touchdowns and yeah. robinson had three points so yeah exactly love that but and you know what james robinson you picked up off the waiver wire too so you're basically i mean right paid her i didn't think the, about it that way yeah you're right so you didn't really lose too cost much. me 17 dollars in fab or 17 dollars like you got austin eckler <laughs> on your squad that's great just to get some housekeeping out of the way, we are on Spotify, SoundCloud, and uh, Apple Podcasts. We'd love to have you follow us and rate us, uh, rate and review us on Apple. Drastically helps when people search for us. The more ratings you have, the better you pop up when people type in fantasy football. We have a Fantasy on Draft uh, Facebook page. We also have a Facebook page that's dedicated to bad fantasy football trades. And that one's fun. We get to see all the trash that people send out. And sometimes it's trash that people send us. Yeah, it's a, we get a healthy dose of it back and forth. That's all out there. But, yeah, yeah, some people value players just wrong. Not differently. I was going to say differently. <laughs> it's just wrong. <laughs> it is It is funny because, you know, you have, to, you have to value players differently to get any trade done. If everyone valued everybody the same, you would never trade. Exactly. So the fact that, yeah, that people value them differently get good trades to happen. Exactly. But then when you're right, people just value them wrong. That's when you show up on Bad Fantasy Football page. We are going to make you uh, famous in the community. (laughs) 
We are also on Patreon, patreon.com slash fantasy on draft. Check us out there. Patreon is pretty cool. It's a place where you can help financially support the show. You can set it up where you give a dollar an episode or $2 an episode or whatever you want. You can even do a dollar a month. Anything helps. It helps us pay for our equipment and, uh, you know, the cost of putting out a podcast. So if you want to support us, we'd love for you to check us out there. That would be fun. We do have some extra perks, you know, including mock drafts, rookie rankings, and we do our our Discord channel sometimes too. So love to have you check us out there. For today's episode, we'll get into NFL news and notes. Unfortunately, lots of injuries. Some bad ones, man. Yeah, that's a bummer. Never like to see it. Our six-pack of the week, we'll get into some guys that we think are going to have a good week five, and we'll finish with one of the drunken trades that we were talking about. But first, let's get into our beer of the day. This beer was given to us by friend of the show, uh, Ken Neely. Ken Neely just took a trip out to Phoenix, out to Arizona, and he picked this up for us. The brewery is State 48 Brewing. The name of the beer is Sound of Freedom. It's a mosaic hopped IPA. He knew that Joe had mentioned that Joe likes the mosaic hopped. Loves those mosaic hopped IPAs. Yeah, so Ken picked it up for us. 7% West Coast IPA. The can says Sound of Freedom is a West Coast IPA. Oops. Utilizing mosaic hops, which give this beer notes of mango and citrus. We named this beer after the sound of the F-35 Lightning II fighter jets, which fly over our original brewery in Surprise, Arizona, coming from LAFB. And I had to look this one up. I'm pretty sure that it's Luke Air Force Base because that's right around the Phoenix Surprise area. I think you're right. That sounds right. But yeah, it's kind of a kind of a cool thing to have. You're sitting in a brewery and having jets fly over. I, I would a, not be mad at that. F-35s too? Yeah. Just, yeah. <laughs> Have you tasted it? I have. Uh, I enjoy it. I'm not as big on mosaic hop IPAs as Joe. Yeah, me but neither. I do enjoy it. It is refreshing. It's a it's a solid beer. Uh, I haven't had anything. I don't think I've ever had a beer from uh, you know State Forty Eight. No, I've never even heard of um, it. This nice entry level beer. It was good. I'm I'm gonna give it about a six point seven. Yeah, I I think that mosaic to me um, tastes dirty, like I get like dirt flavor in it so i'm not as big of a fan as um joe is either that's just not a profile that i really like but sometimes done well it can really be good the separation anxiety from Barryessa brewing is a oh, mosaic yeah. up and that one's just great that one's done yeah. amazing i really like that one this one is a little i don't know the date i couldn't find a, a canning date on the can but it's a little malt forward instead of just hops which could leave me to believe that it might be a little bit old. Might mm. be in like the four to five months instead of two to three months. Felt a little flat. Yeah, just yeah. kind of the you get a little more of the the sweetness from the malty as it as it starts aging. You start getting it more malty comes through, and it's definitely a more of a sweeter and not the the hot brightness. Yeah. Um, so yeah, I I'm gonna give it a, a solid uh, five point two. I think that it's definitely a beer that you can drink no problem. And, you know, if this was what was offered at somewhere, I would drink it easily. But it wouldn't be something I would I would go out of my way to find. But um, the brewery looks kind of cool. I was on their website, which is uh, state48brewery.com, and that's state48brewery. And it looked cool. I mean, it looked like they had 
a couple of different tasting rooms out in Arizona and different places and and definitely had a few different names that were very patriotic for some yeah. of their beers and uh, stuff. Speaking of patriotic, this can art is terrific. I always have to mention the can art, but it's got, I mean, it makes you feel patriotic. It's got the, uh, got the jets on there. It's got the Arizona horizon and then it's got, you know, the red, white and blue all over it. Yeah. I kind of do want to get like a six pack kind of carried around at like, you know, a good festival or something. It's, it's fun. And you know, I was thinking <laughs> at 7%, it's pretty easy drinkable for 7%. It would get you where you need to go uh, at that high ABV. So that's true at seven percent. Yeah, yeah, it doesn't. It doesn't taste like. That. It doesn't taste like seven percent. It, it it high fives, low sixes, and that's you. A couple of those will get you where you need to be. And we'll give a high five to Ken Neely for bringing it. Thanks, man. Appreciate you. Thanks, Ken. Quick question of the day, Maddie: Are you a panic and make changes? or trust the process kind of guy. Meaning like if your team, you know, you start off and your team's not doing well, are you, oh no, I need to do something, I need to change it? Or are you like, I drafted this guy for this purpose, he's gonna do it. I'm incredibly hard-headed, so I do a trust the process. I feel like I've researched a lot of things on my team, especially who I draft or who I'm picking up off the waiver wire. So I trust that there's a reason I did that and I want them to be good. I don't panic too much. But I will panic if my record's not good, but I do think that there are players that I did draft that are going to eventually turn up and get the points I need out of them. Whether that works every time or not, absolutely not. But, you know, it is one of those things. I do look, like this year, I mean, I thought Justin Fields, just on paper, I thought he was going to have an excellent year. We're four weeks in, and he is atrocious. Number 32 quarterback in a 32-team league. He's talented, and then just they're not letting him throw the ball. What was the statistic you told us? Uh, Cooper Cup has more catches than Justin Fields has completions. That's mind shattering. Yeah, that's that's bad. And they have a decent team. I'm not saying they're great, and they probably aren't going to make the playoffs, but he has targets. He has people he can throw to. He has a good run, or he had a good run uh, or offense for him to keep the defense honest. You would think the offensive coordinator, the head coach, were going to let him kind of cook a little bit. And they just haven't. Oh, they have not at all. Not they at all. have like limited him to nothing. And they're not even, it also seems weird that he's not really running a lot either. I don't know what their scheme is. I don't know what they're trying to do. I, I, it, I wish I got Chicago talk radio because I bet people are just absolutely fuming oh, at 8, 845 on the way, you know, on the freeway calling into local sports channels because I just don't know what they're doing. And it doesn't look like they're trying to change anything up. No. Every, like there's not one week where they're like, let's let them throw it 45 times and see what happens. <laughs> they are clearly trusting the process. Yeah, they are clearly <laughs> trusting the process. <laughs> what about you, man? What do you think? Uh, I'm I'm pretty much, I agree with what you said. Like I did a lot of the research before the season. I picked these guys on purpose. So I'm a pretty good trust the process too. Um, but I, like I am willing to, I'm willing to make trades and stuff. Like I just did that trade for Austin Eckler. Like I, Austin Eckler was somebody who I would have loved to get, but I didn't have the opportunity. I was at the 12 spot. He was gone way before that. So I don't feel like by doing that, I wasn't panicking on my guys. Yeah. But because I, I think the same thing. Like, yeah, I, I did the research. I looked into these guys. I feel like I did decent stuff. Let's see how it happens. Russell Wilson's a big one. I've been real big on Russell Wilson. He has not been good, but he's had games like that in the past for Seattle, even when he was cooking, he would have games where he didn't do very well. And then all of a sudden this last week, he put up like 30 points and it was a good week. So hopefully he is one of the main ones that I need to trust the process. Hopefully he'll come around and have a good season for me. Yeah. A good friend of mine actually just got into fantasy this year 
and they had told me they had Russell Wilson and Tom Brady, and Russell Wilson wasn't performing, and they dropped Russell Wilson. Oh, I was blown away, and I'm like, who did you get instead? And they're like, oh, I got Kirk Cousins, and I was like, well, Kirk Cousins is going to be mediocre. I was like, and like, well, you know, Russell Wilson's points aren't really showing. I'm like, I understand, but that is a Russell Wilson will figure it out. He is one of those guys you can trust the process with. So I urge them. I'm like, if you can get him, right, yeah, pick yeah. him right back up. I don't think anyone noticed they dropped him, or maybe it's not super active league, but they got him back luckily. And then boom, off with 30 points, yeah, and there right, it is. Like it's one right. of things. So yeah, there are it, you, you can panic. It happens, and people have dropped. I dropped Darnell Mooney, and then he kind of had a good week this week, and I was like, was that a panic situation? But we talk about Justin Fields and right, what's going on there. Right. Like, I don't know how much that guy's going to produce. So yeah, and there yeah, there's also there's a thing where a guy has a track record like Russell Wilson. You know, to drop him now is a panic because you've seen some of this in the past. Yeah, Mooney is kind of on that thing where he's on the verge and you always hope he's going to be there, but he hasn't completely shown it. Yeah. So, you know, that one is more understandable. You don't totally have a, you know, however many year career where this guy's consistently been a great quarterback. Yeah. You know, Super Bowl champion. Right. Right. Probably future hall of famer. Like, right. Exactly. All right. Let's jump into news and notes real quick. One of the first things that popped up for week four was Alvin Kamara was made inactive but it was the London game. So for us on the West Coast here, it happened at 6 a.m. Yeah. That was tough. Yeah, you got the text and you were like... I, I luckily, I woke up at 6.15. I just woke up. I don't even know what I was doing. Mm-hmm. Looked at my phone. It said Alvin Kamara was out. And I was luckily, it's two leagues I switched him. Yeah. And um, I won in both those leagues. And one league, I was able to pivot to D, uh, J.K. Dobbins. That was great. Yep. I love that. You know, so, yeah. But I didn't I didn't set an alarm. I didn't do anything. It, yeah. it had basically said the night before he was expected to play. So that was kind of a bummer. I saw multiple, multiple guys in my leagues that had him in. Yeah, it, it happened. It's weird. You know, you don't know when they're playing, when it's going over to London. It, it will catch you by surprise. But, yeah, Alvin Kamara out. I think the injury is worse than we're getting led on to believe. I like, think so too. It's ribs are a weird thing, and you know he takes a lot of hits, but they kind of played it off a little bit that it was he, oh mild rib injury. He's kind of practicing, you know, whatever, and then he's just not playing. I think, and yeah. also he is. I can't really think. Maybe Michael Thomas, but he is the franchise there, right? He is their right, most right. you know electric player. So I think they're being very careful. They probably don't think they're going to win the Super Bowl this year. It's like let's not get this man you know hurt out there more than he needs to be. J.K. Dobbins played this week. As we mentioned, I was able to pivot to him. Um, but, yeah, after his bad knee injury, it was nice to see him out there, and he played well. Against a really good defense, too. Yeah, he, yeah. It was fun to see. Uh, that That's a huge committee in that backfield, and it looked like Lamar trusted him, and it looked like, you know, the coach trusted him. Yeah. They want him to do well, and he did. He, he popped off a little bit, got a couple touchdowns in there. Yeah, I have a few shares of him, so it was nice to see that. Mitch Trubisky. Finally benched in favor of Kenny Pickett. I guess not finally. He was doing okay. He was doing exactly mediocre. Like, right. I think it's, I was doing a little research. On this and I was like, was he really doing that bad? And we'll talk about this later because he's on one of our little segments. But I was, uh, I was not surprised that he got benched, but I was like, it could have gone either way. Did you see this? That So Kenny Pickett came in through three interceptions. Yes. But he was 10 for 13, meaning technically he didn't have a ball fall incomplete. Oh shit! Not <laughs> just, one ball. Just three of them happened to go uh, to the defense. Great. That's but great. technically, he was thirteen for thirteen. Yeah. 
And I mean, in his defense, one of those was the late night or last play of the game, Hail Mary right, from right, which yeah. he launched, by the way. Like he has that young arm strike. I think he threw it about 70 yards. And, and yeah. it, w- it wasn't incomplete. Hey, man, didn't hit the ground. Good for them. <laughs> That's something to be said. <laughs> DK Metcalf was carted off. Did you see this? Yeah. Later tweeted that the clinch walk, he wouldn't have made it. Basically saying he wouldn't have made it to take a shit. He needed the cart to get there quicker. What kind of melodramatic, like, <laughs> I've, we've all been in a situation where we're about to have an emergency. I would think a specimen like TK Metcalf would be able to keep it together. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you know, you would think, too, before games, halftime, you think you would have time, but no, let's let's get this out of Pre- here. Pre-workout, <laughs> like a ton of breaks. <laughs> but it was kind of... Um, you know, it was an alert that popped up saying he was being carted off the field. I did get that alert, you know? but I wasn't really watching that game. Too I much. wasn't either. Maybe. I wasn't either. I just got the alert yeah. carted off. I was like, man, I had just traded for him in a league. Yeah. I hate him. Yeah. So the fact that I traded for him, it was just a trade I felt I had to make. You yelled at your phone when it brought you. Of course. DK, yeah. Of course. I mean, the, there was too much value I felt in the trade that was coming my way yeah. that I had to accept it. But yeah, I've been... I'm not a DK fan at all, so I was yeah. just like, of course, yeah, exactly. Of course he's injured now. Now I are. can't get rid of him, blah, blah, blah. And then they're like, no, he just had to take a shit. Yeah. And you're like, of course he just had to take a shit. <laughs> just a quick shit. He was good to go. <laughs> you know, Michael Jordan had the flu game. It's the shit game. It's the shit game. <laughs> Another cool thing, though, Brian Robinson practiced today. Unbelievable. Um, yeah, that's that's crazy. That's just, it makes you smile. You're, you're glad that, you know, that because I had such a scary situation, and then he's totally. ready to go. He's ready to go, man. He wants to play. He's so eager. Um, I hope he just has a really fun career because they have a lot of stock in him, and I think he'll he'll do some work, but it's good to see him out there. Yeah, he's now in a three-week window where they have three weeks to activate him so he can practice, he can do all this stuff, but they don't technically have to activate him for a couple of weeks. So Take he can get, time, man. Yeah, he can get fully healthy, and then that'll be fun. I yeah. mean, that was a scary incident, so good to see him back at practice and all through the, the whole thing that was going, he seemed to be in good spirits. So yeah. I'm glad to... Even when he was on the crutches, like right. two days afterwards, he was smiling and stuff. I'm like, good for you, man. Jump into some of the injuries for week four. Daniel Jones, he suffered a leg injury. Um, he had to come out. Terod Taylor went in, who also got injured. Concussion, right? I think so. Yeah. And Daniel Jones wasn't serious, right? It was like a spray. It wasn't serious, but it's definitely they wanted him out of the game. I saw the guy roll up on him, and I was like, oh, that could be really bad. They said he was all MRI came back. Negative. But so they put him back in, and then they were having him play way out wide <laughs> and having Saquon run some wild card. If there's a run, or wildcat, yeah, if there was a running back, yeah. if there was a running back you want to run wildcat right now, it is Saquon. The guy Totally, yeah. And he was doing, I mean, he wasn't even keeping them all. He was handing some off. Oh, he yeah. was keeping I saw a couple of plays. I was like, this is actually working for them. Yeah. Uh, Traylon Burks, he was carted to the locker room. That's kind of sad to see the rookie. It sounded kind of bad. He's now being diagnosed with turf toe, which usually seems the stuff I've been reading takes a month or two. Also, I've never had turf toe. I know of it. I watch a lot or, you know, watch a lot of football. It's that bad. You have to be carted off. I mean, I can't, I'm not going to diagnose someone else's like, you know, pain tolerance while watching football sitting from my couch drinking a beer. I just didn't know it could be that bad. Yeah, it ha- I don't know exactly what it is either. I wish we would have looked it up beforehand. That would have made more sense. Yeah. But the, some of the stuff I was reading was talking about, yeah, it was saying that you're going to be out a few weeks, 
Um, turf. To, so this was this is Sports Med Analytics. They're a follow on um, Instagram, but it's really cool. This guy is a, a doctor, and he goes through some stuff. And he says turf toe averages two to three missed games, three to four weeks of rehab, but. They also depends on the severity. If moderate or worse, the performance dip can linger three to four weeks beyond the return timeline. Damn, that is scary. So it sounds like it's something that has to do with the ligament end of a toe. And so it's not just, you know, I always just thought it meant like, oh, he scraped his toe. Yeah. But it has to do with the ligaments and stuff. So it's definitely something that you're probably going to miss time. And I feel like every year somebody gets turf toe, comes back, and they're just, bad for yeah, a couple weeks yeah it's usually a wide receiver seems like right too. totally wide receiver because yeah actually michael thomas has the same thing yep he uh he's got turf toe as well yep. so he's probably gonna miss a couple games and that's a bummer he's missed so many games over the last couple years and when he's he looked was just good too. a beast and yeah. yeah he was back looking good too yep jonathan taylor man number one pick pretty much in most leagues most for this leagues. year except um, for one that i know of. yeah <laughs> he got his ankle rolled up on yeah and it didn't look horrible. I mean, it didn't look good, but it looked like, okay, you know, yeah. it's definitely not going to be, like, worse than a, you know. But they've already ruled him out for Thursday night game. Obviously, being the Thursday night game hurts. Yeah, but at least it'll give him that much more right, time to get back. Yeah. Right, right. So, yeah, hopefully he can, you know, get some treatment and, and get it back and only miss a game or so. But Yeah, you don't rush your stars back. One. Don't rush him back, man. Give him some time. Yeah, that's that's a big one. He's, yeah. he's one of the best. Even though he hasn't quite been having the season – you know, I think if we look back at last year, I don't think he started off super hot either. I think his first couple of games weren't that great, and then he just couldn't be stopped after that. So yeah. hopefully he comes back. Get and healthy and shot out of a can and he'll kick some ass. I think the biggest one, at least the saddest one for me, is I probably shed a tear or two, Javante Williams. It's awful, man. I got, the, I got the alert. I wasn't watching it. Javante Williams down on the field. Yep. You know, then it was, okay, getting helped off. Then it later said major knee injury, yeah. you know, and it was just each time was getting worse and worse. And now it's been that he tore his ACL and his LCL, yeah, um, which is pretty much the same thing that J.K. Dobbins did. Yeah, long return table, too. Yeah. It takes a while. They have to be very careful with it. I mean, they were careful J.K. Dobbins they didn't rush him back, and hopefully, you know, and they will do the same thing with him. But, yeah, it's super scary, and that's such a bummer. He has such a bright future, and you just I know. never want to see that, so... You know, and it's kind of those things, kind of like the Trey Lance, uh, Jimmy Garoppolo thing. There's a reason they kept a veteran guy right. in his position right behind him. Now Melvin Gordon's going to sneak right in there. So people right. who have, you know, Melvin Gordon stashed away, now he's relevant. Yeah, it's, you know, it's going to put him out. He's going to be out a year plus. Yeah. I mean, J.K. Dobbins was like 16 months or something like that or yeah. almost. And, I mean, I think it's going to be something where it's close to that. So, you know, we're looking at like the end of next year, the end of 23, and then it usually takes them a little bit to get going. Um, they were saying if the Broncos made the playoffs next year, that was what they're kind of looking at as like an average turntable. Now, he could repair really quickly. He could have a great bounce back, but you know they don't want to rush him. It's It should be interesting, but hopefully, you know, yeah. we want to see him back there. We want to see him pick some because I, I, I was excited to watch him this year on that offense, so. Yeah, that's that's a bummer. I know in some dynasty leagues, I had sent out a couple trades. Mm -hmm. I had tried to tried to send out something. I was trying to Antonio Gibson in like a second, I think, and and I got hit back with Saquon in a second, and that was yeah. a little too rich for me for yeah. a guy that's that's going to be out, you know, fourteen, sixteen months, exactly. something like that. So that was too much. But um, 
yeah, in Dynasty, you know, we talk about Dynasty that there's windows. This might be a buying window. It's still going to cost you. Yeah, it's still going to cost you because there's a lot. He is going to be a stud. I have Javante Williams in two leagues, and you'd still have to pay me a lot to to get him from me. So, but it's less today than it was this week, you know? Yeah. Uh, Corderell Patterson. He has a knee injury. I didn't really see what happened. Did you happen to see it at all? Uh, and, it was like a mild. It was a mild kind of sprain, but I know they scoped his knee. Yeah, it was like, and it was a real quick procedure, and he'll be fine. This is like a real easy, uh, real easy uh, bounce back. So they did though put him on IR, so he yeah. has to sit out four games. Four weeks for, for sure. There's there's nothing he can do there, but um, it does sound like yeah, that's what kind of the stuff I was seeing. It does sound like he should be back after the four games, ready to go. But that's a bummer to. He's been having a good year, and people were counting on him. I know yeah. um, in our league of record, Joe just traded for him. Yep. You know, it's kind of a bummer to, to lose him right then. But And both running backs that backed him up looked pretty good, man. They both actually had some decent games. So that'll be interesting, kind of what kind of committee is going to be back there, if someone's just going to be a bell cow. Seems like they like the bell cow role over there in Atlanta, but both these guys are young. we got a rookie, and we got a second-year guy. So Huntley and Algier, we'll see what happens over there. Yeah, we'll be, it'll be interesting. And then, yeah, he'll come back in four weeks, and hopefully he's ready to go right away. Uh, Tua, Tua Tagliavoa almost died. I hated it. I hated that so bad. You know, it used to be, I, when I watched certain injuries, it used to be like when you saw a guy's leg turn a different way or you guys saw an arm break or head injuries are the worst. And especially it just when it happens. And then when you're watching on like prime, it was just like, they just like zoomed. In. It's like, dude, we, we know, we know he's not doing well. This is not good, man. The guy's not there right now. So don't like just, yeah. Second concussion in four days. That's, I mean, it's bad. It's always bad. Concussions always bad. It's bad when you get them back to back, but like, I just feel like the four days, like, man sunday to thursday like the brain didn't have time to repair when are they gonna get rid of these thursday games dude something yeah and it sounds like i mean people were fired already the end of some of the nfl guys that cleared him were fired yeah you know the coaching staff the medical staff for the dolphins are all under fire yep i mean that's that's tough um you know and it's one of those things where if he doesn't get picked up and pile drived on his head this game Maybe people are fine with it, and he goes on and on. But, man, to have two of them like that, that's bad. Yeah, it's it's really unfortunate. Uh, I'm excited to see him when he gets back, man, because he's a lot of fun to watch. I know, and yeah. just yeah. that happens. Glad that one guy got fired because I guess he was incredibly uncooperative. I guess their NFL went and bullied him with some questions, and he was very rude about it. It's like, okay, man, well, someone almost died because of you, so maybe do your job a little bit better. Yeah, that's awful. Yeah. Yeah, glad he's gone. Yep. Fuck him. Yeah, protect Seriously, make those safety, man. Come on, safety's priority. Totally. I mean, that's what, especially when that's what the NFL is trying to preach all the time. Exactly. You know, so that's just kind of good. You know, fire some people. Yeah, you and I have spent nanoseconds in medical school, and we were watching that game from a couch, and we're like, "Do not let that man keep playing football." And it's like, and they're like, "Oh, he's running back out there. Why? What are you doing? He just got carried off by two three hundred pound linemen. You're gonna, he's fine. Get out of here. It's bullshit. Yep, I hate it. Makes me so upset. I love it. I love football, but sometimes I hate it at the same time. So that's pretty much it for uh, for some of the bigger bigger stories, some of the bigger news. Anything we missed that you can think of? I can't actually. I think we uh, we 
pretty much all over the top there. Uh, Amon Ra was out last week. It looks like he's going to be right, back. Right, right. That, that was a, that was a were, day-to-day. Yeah, mm-hmm. and, um, that wasn't too bad. But no, nothing. I think, I think Swift is going to miss another game. It sounded like they were going to keep him out until the bye, which yeah. is their bye is next week. So. Keenan Allen's still questionable there. He's not practicing yet. A few guys from week three that yeah. sat out week four. But, yeah, I think. Turnover. Nothing too crazy. Yeah. Not like the other ones. Nothing too crazy. Yeah. Let's jump into set it and regret it, man. You know, we want to talk about our personal rosters and our personal teams. Sometimes we have people that we didn't play the right person or, <laughs> you know, we made the wrong call. I'll, I'll start us off. and let's, let's go. Let's hear it. Mine's not even really what I did. Mine is that I played my buddy Division in a Dynasty League, and I lost. I put up 124 points. It's a super flex, so that's a little, you know, you want to be around 140 to 150. Yeah. So it wasn't horrible. And I lost by 130. <laughs> he doubled you up. The Two, double up's the worst feeling. Too. 124 to 255. God. He pretty much, I mean, he literally, he had everybody that did well. Um, it's a tight end premium league, and he had TJ Hawkinson. So Good, good man to have last week for a t- tight end yeah, premium. <laughs> yeah, it was, it was 49 points. It was 48.9, 49 points uh, against me. So Putting up Mahomes numbers over there. So that's the one I had to just point out. But I did have some guys that kind of, you know, I had I played Waddle. Of course you're going to play Waddle, but yeah. he hurt me. You know, I had some other guys that kind of didn't live up to what we had hoped. But just the fact that I got smoked by 130 makes me laugh. <laughs> Hey man, if you're gonna, you're gonna lose. You don't want it to be too close. Those are the hard ones when you right, lose by just like right. two or three, and you're like, oh, or a Monday Night Miracle where you're just like, fuck, man, I'd kind of if I didn't set this guy. But if you get blown out, at least you can kind of laugh about. It. You're like, all right, good, let's get this out of the way. There wasn't a chance. I wasn't gonna do anything. There's no way I could have set my lineup. There's nothing that's gonna happen this week. Who'd you have? You know, I uh, in a super flex, I had Trubisky, and so I'm gonna go on record. Like I know everyone's saying, like you actually started Trubisky. Yeah, like he's been consistent. I know exactly what he's getting. I'm three and zero in this league, especially in superflex. Yeah, you got. It. He's been doing fine. They have some options over there. He's been 15 points a week, very regular. Uh, I didn't know that the head coach probably also had him in a superflex and was like, "You're not getting me enough points" because he took him out <laughs> and he put you know pick it in, and uh, so he got me a nice 2.7 points, uh, and I lost that league by 10. So that was tough. I thought Trubisky was going to do a little better over there. Uh, but, yeah, that was that was mine this week. And that's – you can say it's on me a little bit. I didn't really have any other options for a quarterback, so I wanted to go with him or had to go with him. But that was my one that I regret this week. And, I, like I said, if I got blown out, it wouldn't have been so noticeable. But right, right. I lost by 10, close, and yeah. it's like, ah, damn it. Like, if you just thrown, like, a 40-yard bomb for a touchdown, I would have been fine. But, nope. They put in the rookie, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> which is also going to be fun to watch, though. Yeah, that is actually, that will be good. But, I mean, it is one of those things. You know, we have to remember we sometimes take it so serious and everything, you know, oh, my, if I would have started this guy or I would have started that guy, and it it ruins the fact that it's a game. It is. So, you know, sometimes we just want to point out that, you know, it happens to everybody, Mm. you know. I mean, we're doing, trying to do all this research and study all this stuff and spend all this time, and then, yeah, you don't know that, Mitch Trubisky is going to get taken out. He hasn't been the worst quarterback in the league, you know, I mean, but it was like, all right, fuck it. We need to see what Pickett can do. Here we go. And, you know, our passion is outside of an ecosystem. That's a business. You know, you got to remember, like, we're we're emotionally involved in something that has nothing to do that cares about us. Right. You know, and so we're trying to predict our way through this. And so when it doesn't work out, it's like, okay, reel it in a little bit. You can be upset, but don't take it too seriously. Exactly like you said. Right. 
yeah, yeah. There's there's stuff they don't care. You they know, they say it all the time. Though. They don't care about our fantasy teams at yeah. all. Yeah, you know, and especially coaches in the right, front office. Right. They're like, get the fuck out of here. And then you that. see it, you know, just like that. It affects you, and you just want to like be so angry about it. But it's a game. Yep, it's all a game. He's starting too. Pickett's gonna go yeah. back there and start. So they saw something they liked. He did well, like you said, man. He's- he had a really good uh, preseason too. So yeah, I think it was kind of a point where when you know when is it going to happen but i think the majority of everybody you know the bye week is almost always when that kind of stuff happens you know they have two weeks to get the rookie prepared okay so over the bye week he then they come out and that's when it starts so middle of a game was a little surprising man he still he still got 21 standard uh qb points got two rushes and like you said he threw 10 completions and none of them hit the ground afterwards so yeah, he's he's gonna be fun to watch. I did see him get drilled, absolutely knocked on his ass, and he popped right up and was like laughing with the guy who tackled him. <laughs> he looks like he's having so much fun, you know. He went to Pitt, so he's like he's got a lot of people in that town. Yeah, he's, they love him. Yeah, he's they're gonna love him for a while. He's he's gonna be fun to watch. Yeah, I actually hope he does well. I had a league actually right before Sunday game or right before the Thursday game. Actually, I was trying to trade Tua. But I was trying to get Pickett, and I was also trying to get, um, dang it, the Bears quarterback. We just talked about it. Justin Fields. And Justin Fields. I wanted both. I wanted Justin Fields and Pickett, and I was trying to give up Tua. And he w- he was like, nah, I don't want to give you two of those guys. I was like, okay, understandable. And uh, um, yep. But, yeah. So, well, yeah. Well, how crazy one weekend can make, man. Totally. Totally. Yep. All right, let's jump into the six-pack of the week. We each picked uh, three players we think are going to have a good week five, you know, just kind of based on their matchups, and we'll just take turns. You know, we'll do one each, and then we'll keep going. Um, You want to start us off with your first guy? Yeah, man. Uh, I'm invested. J.K. Dobbins, uh, you have him. I think you start him. Yeah. He popped off last week. He showed why the Ravens were so tentative to bring him back and, uh, you know, wait for him to be fully healthy. And he rewarded his fantasy managers. I knew I was going to be a week late on when he was going to show up. And for the people who started him, congratulations, because you picked a good week. Uh, I think he'll do it again against this just pretty – pretty mediocre Cincinnati D people have been lighting them up yeah they and have. the offense that the Ravens have running right now with Lamar throwing running and he everyone on that team is making some fantasy value I think he's gonna do well again so he if you have him put him in there lock him in I think he's gonna kick some ass what about you I agree I think that I was I put him in in a league like I said but it was only because I at last minute had to take Alvin Kamara out so I played him in a league that I was I agreed with you I was ready ready to be a week late yeah you know I was gonna let him go too but it just happened I had to put him in and so I I was rewarded and uh, that was nice but yeah now I'm ready to go with him for sure for sure my first one's Nick Chubb I mean it's an obvious he is a must start especially you know he actually is the fantasy running back number one right now um but the Chargers run game is a little beat up not the best this year and I just think that a lot of people out there don't see Chubb as a high-end fantasy running back. I mean, it's pretty consensus. He's one of the best NFL running backs out there. Nobody argues. Like, if he's on your NFL team, your NFL team is better. You're pumped. Right. But his fantasy, he's kind of, you know, because he has Kareem Hunt behind him, he doesn't catch the ball a lot. You know, if he doesn't get in the end zone, your game's not as good. So 
he is a start. He's the number one running back right now, but I feel like there's a lot of people out there that are kind of wishy-washy on him still. Like, when is he going to fall apart? When is it not going to happen? This is not going to be the week. He's going to go. He's going to have a good week. He's definitely going to 100-plus yards this week. Um, you know, there's very few people out there that have a better option. Right. But just start with confidence. And I think you hit the nail on the head on that one. I think a lot of people who have him or look at him they go oh cream hunts there too and right. it's like oh they're, he's gonna take a bite out of my fantasy like no man they've been producing two running backs for a long time now and they are both valuable there's a couple leagues where i run them both out there because they me kick too. ass me too and nick chubb is averaging well over five yards a carry i don't know how many people you can talk about that especially this year you talk about guys that are like derrick henry who aren't exactly kicking ass right out of the gate I believe Derrick Henry is now over yard, five yards carry, but he wasn't. Right, right. He Nick Chubb produces, and especially against that Chargers defense, you're right, man. He's gonna uh, he's gonna have a hell of a game. All right, my uh, my second one, Jerry Judy. Um, I think this is gonna be his coming out party this year. He's been okay, and Russell Wilson's been eh, not you know a little underwhelming, but the Colts run defense is amazing, and now they're running their backup Melvin Gordon out there. So I think Russell Wilson is gonna cook. I think he's gonna throw it. And I think the number one corner is going to be on Sutton. So Jerry Judy is going to be out there, and he's going to have a lot of fun. Uh, that's the guy I think is going to tear up that defense this week. And I think if you have him in a little bit deeper leagues or if just, yeah, you need a flex, I'd block him in. I think he's going to kick some ass. Yeah, he looked good this last week, yep. week before that. He's, st- like, he's starting to come on and, you know, have really good catches and really good plays and then stack those, have two of them, and then, you know – this drive he had th- two and then he's definitely you know i think sutton is the one but like you said that means he's gonna take the best stuff and i think judy is on his way to being a breakout like you said seems like he's building that rapport with wilson a little right, bit too i think right. both him and Sutton are trying to build it sutton's a bigger target sounds like six four six five huge judy judy isn't but yeah I, I that's what i'm thinking yeah i agree my second guy is damian pierce uh houston running back it, it looks like the backfield's finally all his. I mean, it you know, week one, it was Burkhead, and then week two, it was, you know, they cut Burkhead out and, but gave some other guys. It, right now, he's getting a lot of volume, you know, and volume is key in fantasy football. If yep. you're getting, you know, he's at 18 to 20 touches a game, and for a running back that has his explosiveness – that's enough to get that's a great volume you know you're going to get the opportunity to get in the end zone to get the the you know plays inside the five and stuff like that they're becoming more comfortable with him i think you just you know anytime you're getting the kind of volume he's been getting the last few weeks you stick to volume volume is key 100 uh, percent eight 18 and 20 touches that is just this wheelhouse of fantasy owners start drooling 20 touches right. for your running back that's a bell cow running back right and they, right and this week when he busted off that long run, he hit a second gear and pulled away from that secondary. And you were just like, that guy is 21, 22 years old. Right. You could tell he was, he made guys that were fast look slow and it was awesome. And I think that right there, not only made him his backfield, like you said, but also gave him so much confidence. He's like, there it is. I want to show everyone what I just did and what I'm capable of. And he pulled it off. Yeah. And when you have a guy like that, that can do a run like that and, you know, pull away from guys with that explosiveness, you're giving him, you know, 18 opportunities to do that. You know, yeah, it's not always going to be 70 yards and a touchdown, right? but you know, you get, when you have that explosion, if you get the chunk plays, you know, yeah. like a, you know, one carry 12 yards, one carry 18 yards, yeah. you know, and pretty soon you look up and 
there it is. You yeah. know, almost 100 yards. And sometimes the end zone. you just need that one just like he got. Right, right. All right, my number three, it's not a player, but, man, this entire defense, Jacksonville defense and special teams, uh, they're top five so far this year. They're young. They're full of energy. Um, and they're really fired up, and they're playing Houston this week. Now, we were just talking about uh, your boy Damian Pierce, but this Jacksonville defense is going to shut down that Houston uh, pass game. Uh, they're getting a lot of interceptions. Uh, I think you have them, you start them, and honestly, you probably got that Jacksonville defense cheap. You either picked them up off the waiver wire, and if they're available, I'd go snag them right now. I'm sure they're trending. But yeah, I, and, they've been doing really well. And you can have the same thing. The Jacksonville defense can still give up a touchdown to Damian Pierce and 75 yards, and Damian Pierce had a good game. Yeah. And then they win the game 28-7, to and their defense was great. You know, oh, for like, sure. It happens all the time, right, exactly, right. Yeah. But, yeah, they've been a lot of fun to watch. I watch I've i been watching a lot of Jacksonville games because they're kind of a big Niner fan. I'm sure a lot of our listeners know that. But they're kind of that team I'm pulling for because they're young, and they just – I don't think they – I don't think they know they shouldn't be good. I don't think right. people are – they're just like, well, let's go out here and have some fun. And, you know, Trevor Lawrence is Trevor making Lawrence a connection. Oh, man, he is throwing the ball so hard. He's got Christian Kirk. He's got all his fun young players. And that defense is young too. And I don't know who one of their corners is, but he has a lockdown rate of that is astronomical – they're fun. Like I said, you have them starting this week because I think you're going to get paid off. For yeah, that. definitely. And like you said, playing Houston, Houston's bad. Not great. <laughs> Real bad. Yeah. Well, my last guy, my third guy is Derek Carr. I think Derek Carr always, everyone just thinks of him as super mediocre and not doing well, but it's not true. Last couple of years, He's been slinging the ball, slinging it around, putting up lots of yards, and I think he's going to continue. Playing the Chiefs this year, they just gave up 31 points last week, and then they they themselves scored 41. So that's a lot of points to score in a game. That means there's going to be a lot of offense. The Raiders, in my opinion, are going to get behind kind of early. And so that means Carr has to sling it around, and yeah. I think he can get it done. I think having Devonta Adams there, you see the games where where he targets Devonta Adams heavily. They both have good games. The other games where he's not, they haven't been well. So I just think there's going to be a lot of passing attempts by Carr, and I think Carr's much better than he gets credit for. So I think he's going to end up having a pretty good game. Yeah, this is going to be one of these games this week. Like, if you have anyone on either team, put them out there because it's going to be offense 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 it's gonna be fantasy heaven i think and i think we were saying that about some of the other afc west teams a lot but we weren't totally taking into account that so many people didn't play in the preseason this year this year the the first like three to four games were kind of what normally we see them do in the preseason right you know so everybody kind of started slow so yeah yeah, you see you know last week 31 to 41 you see different games like that i think we're getting into the swing of things where especially some of the afc west teams are gonna start putting up big point totals and and getting a lot going and i just think that i think Derek carr everyone just thinks Derek carr is just a game manager and and doesn't do anything where that's not the case also it's a primetime game right this is is gonna be on the stage you know you're gonna have 20 million people watching this game there everyone's gonna want to kick some ass out there yeah no i think that um you know a lot of those games yeah everyone they know everybody's watching and they know that their buddies on other teams are watching and stuff so they're like all right we got to put on a show let's go and they're gonna make a huge 10 minute segment about Derek carr and Devonte right, you know, right. Be reunited and they're gonna talk about fresno state so he's they know this they've been in inter- they're probably getting interviewed right now about it so he's gonna want out there and prove why he got him and yeah I, i'm with you man i think he's gonna have a great game 
yeah, yeah, it should be fun. So that's our six pack guys. Those are guys we think are, we think their matchups are going to lead them to having a good game. So you know, if you got them, play them. Let's jump in to our drunken trade of the week. It's one of my favorite segments. It's brought to you by At Bad Fantasy Football Trades on Facebook. Uh, search for us. Join the page. It's fun. You you get to see lots of trades. Now that we're in the heart of the season, there's three or four or five, six of them posted every day, and it's, it's pretty fun. Yeah, you got these teams that are either panicking or they're trying to make a run, and they're also making run out of their mind because they're, some of these trades are just terrible. <laughs> and this one, this one is terrible. And this one is my favorite thing about it is you're included in it. Obviously not the the bad fantasy football trader. <laughs> um, but tell us about it a little bit. You received this in a dynasty league that we're in. It's a it's a super flex league. And uh, tell yeah. us how, tell us what you got. You know, tell us what it is, and then tell us your first thoughts when you got it. So this is a t- uh, dynasty league. We just started up this year actually, and uh, this was my first pick. Uh, he wanted Justin Jefferson, who after another big game, you know, obviously he's back on people's radars again. So he's going to be expensive. He's going to be expensive. It's going to cost he, a lot. He's going to cost a lot. So uh, you know, he went out there and he reached deep into his pockets and he offered me Jerry Judy and Jamal Williams. <laughs> <laughs> um. It, yeah, I, I saw this, and we've gotten trades from this individual before, and I'm going to go on record. Him and I eventually found a rhythm and made a trade work for Justin Jefferson. I did eventually And it was trade. a good trade. It, was it a good ended trade. up being a good trade. Uh, so this was a starting point. This was the tip of the iceberg. Uh, but I knew when I was going to open this, I, I was like, this is going to be good. I got it, and I think I screenshotted it in about three seconds, and I sent it to you. I'm like, so <laughs> you want to look this one over? <laughs> yeah, I mean – I still can't find an argument to make it okay in a redraft league. Jerry Judy, I mean, you know. You, it like, would be closer in a redraft, but in a dynasty, right. it's that much further. I mean, the argument would be, well, you know, Jamal Williams is starting for a couple games. Right. And he's the heart and soul of that team, yeah. and he's going to score all the touchdowns. And Jerry Judy's – but no, man, Justin Jefferson is – I mean, as high as the one one in a if you want in a dynasty startup league. Yeah, I think I got him at four. I got him at one four. Yeah, and and I mean, just scored thirty something points this week. He's yes, he had a bad game the week. But that's the other thing too that's funny to me is he had a bad game the week before. Yeah, and so that's another thing. Like if he sends this before this last week's game, he sends it two weeks ago. A little more. You know, you're like, no, man, that game was a fluke. He's like, I don't know, 14 yards. You know, you're like, no, man, that was a fluke. But, like, to have him come back and have the game he did, have a rushing touchdown, have, what did he have, like 10 catches, 140 yards? He or went, yeah, like he went crazy. What, what's interesting is he's, you're taking one of the best wide receivers, if not the best wide receiver, and I'm getting offered, I was offered two people that weren't even at the best at their position on their selected teams. We're talking about two oh, guys. Oh, yeah, not even close. Exactly. We have a running back that will be replaced here momentarily, who is good at a fill-in, but he's not worth anything long-term, which is no. what Dynasty is all about. And then you have another guy who's the number two wide receiver who is good but not great. And Justin Jefferson is the definitive, you know, great wide receiver right now. So, yeah, that was a fun one to get. I had to send to you, and I was just like, yeah, here we go, buddy. And like you said, you did – you know, you did end end up reaching an agreement that was very good. It had some firsts. It had Jen and Waddle. It it worked for both of you guys. Absolutely, yeah. And just to remind people out there, you're starting off however you want to do it. Yeah. You don't have to send a piece of shit trade. You can just say, hey, man, 
I'm interested in Justin Jefferson. Right. What would it take? Yeah. You don't need to 100%. send him this trash yeah. to start it off. But, yeah. you know, it's like you said, that the way people value people differently or how trades get done. And, and you I, know, this and, was valued wrong. But And I will say, for someone to send a trade like this, um, and people do send these trades. There's a whole page dedicated to, obviously, drunken trades. It obviously has worked for them in the past at some point. Someone has sent a trade similar to this, and someone accepted it for them to go, I can do this with everyone. Like it's, I'm not yeah, saying it you, happens all the time, right? No, but yeah. It, it, there has to be some kind of like, uh, you know, there has to be some kind of like success rate with it for someone to go, yeah, I could probably do this again with someone else. Like, so Man, yeah, I, I am just, I am such the opposite. I hate, like, I hate sending a trade out. I hate it more than I think I hate them not accepting the trade. Like, whatever. Like, I hate when I send a trade out and they're like, dude, that trade was bad. And I'm like, what? <laughs> yeah. They're like, yeah, dude, that's bad. And then I'm like, wait, what? And I have to, like, you know, reevaluate yeah. and, and find out. Like, I can't. I'm the opposite. I want to overpay because, one, I don't want anybody to counter mm-hmm. just because I'm going to send, like, I'm going to send you pretty much my best offer. Right. I don't want you to counter. I don't want you, if I'm trying to get Justin Jefferson and I'm trying to trade these people, I don't want you to come back and ask me to throw Pittman in. Right. I want to make a trade that I think is good enough and well enough that you're like, shit, I, I'll take it. No. You know, I don't want you to come back and start. And then, cause then I'm like, well, shit, now what do I do? It was close, but now I have to give up Pittman, you know? So yeah. me, I like, you know, you, you're, you're in a league that I'm in. I just traded for Jalen Waddle and I fucking threw the house at it. And, you know, our buddy AJ was like, well, you know, it, Nick it, wants a guy. He's going to go get him. Yeah, for sure. Because if there is, if someone does want someone really bad, like you did, you're, you, there is, you name your price situation. It's like, I, it's, I want him. Just tell me what you want. I'm going to do it. Just tell me. Like, and so, and you got your guy. And that's what, I mean, that, the same kind of situation here. He wanted him. He's making a run. And I am not. I am 0 and 4 in that league. And I was like, all right, man, you're taking my best player. You've got to give me a lot of shit in the way back. So I think for myself, I think that's one of like that's one of the reasons that a lot of my trades, a lot of my trades go like this. I send you an offer. People, you know, counter the offer, and then I tell them that's too rich for me. And I feel like that happens to me a lot because that's basically what I'm doing. Is I'm I don't I don't necessarily believe in the hey I'll just dingle this out and then move up from here. Yeah, I'm pretty much like here's what I'm going to offer you. If it works, awesome. I love it. If not, I, okay, I'll I'll move away, and you know that's it's you're, no big deal. You're already at your ceiling. Pretty darn close. Yeah, you're like, you know, like, like you said, you're gonna overpay, and then you're like, this is the best I'm gonna do. So let's not try and like haggle back. Yeah, right yeah. Like I had, you know, the one today. I was trying to, you know, do something and trying to get Javante Williams, and it started this way, and he came back with Saquon, and I'm just like, no, man, like, you know, like, and it's, I don't think what he was asking was horrible either like i just don't think it was that like i don't think it was a bad trade back to me it was just too rich for me yep you know so i i feel like that happens to me a lot a lot of trades go out i get a counter and then i just send like it happens like to me like all the time just send back too rich for me yep you know like that's like one of my most like just nope too rich i'm not paying that so many interesting trade strategies out there there are you know, there's people who there's people who love to haggle in general not right. just fantasy football right. and so that like characteristic comes over into fantasy football people do that in general oh yeah and it's able, and you can see that and so yeah there it's just the way people go about it and you when you're in leagues as long as we have been you start to know people and you're like oh okay so i know what this person doing they are the dangle person or they are the hey man take it or leave it like and it's 
it's kind of interesting. And you have to remember that when you are making these trades, you're like, can I get a little bit more of this? Or is this the, this is the max I'm getting. And so I am one of the people I'm with you when I make a trade and someone's leaving my team, I, that's pretty much where it's at. Like, because I don't want to have to reevaluate the rest of my team going, okay, am I going to have a hole here? Or am I going to have to figure this out later? It's like the person that I already like planned on leaving my team that I was going to ship off. I already have how I'm going to adjust my lineup to that. I don't like trying to figure out another backup plan. So yeah, I'm with you. Yeah. One of the, one of the things that I did when I first started this podcast is, you know, talking dynasty. And I mentioned that I said, I won't let a third round pick stand in the way of a trade. Meaning that, you know, I'm, I'm never, if someone sends a trade and then they add a third, then I'll just be like, fuck it. I don't care. It's just a third. I'm not yeah. going to let it stand in the way. Yeah. But then saying that out loud, every trade got countered with a third in it. <laughs> and so I had to decide to be like, no, like too rich, I'll, yeah. you know, and, I, and I'll, and I'll walk away. And that is something that, one, you need to be able to do, you need to be able to walk away from a trade. And then, but then I'm the opposite too, where I'm like, I don't, I'm not walking away from this. Here's the house. Yep. And I'll, you know, I'll do that. But yeah, that was the thing for me. It's like, I'll never let a third stand in the way. And then everybody started hitting me with an extra third. And I was like, okay, no, I'm out too yep. rich. Yep. Exactly. And then it's funny too. You get them. Sometimes you do the thing where you're like, nope, I'm out. Third's too rich for me. Yeah. And then they want to send it back to you without the third. And I'm like, you had your chance, man. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not going to let you, you Don't know, let the door take your ass on the way out. <laughs> and then like two days later, I probably send them more for it. Yeah, right. I'm an idiot. But you know, trading's fun. Trading's the best part, especially we're big into dynasty dynasty. That's how you get better. That's how you, you know, make your team a contender and a yeah. not a contender. And sometimes in dynasty, you need to not be a contender. So you still want to trade, but you yeah. just want to trade for different parts. Totally. I mean, yeah. it's, and it is interesting. Some people do the text. Some people will, you know, send it out there just kind of cold. Right, cold right. Send. I mean, I had a trade this year where I told him, I was like, Hey, this is going to be like multi-layered. Let's go get a beer and let's talk about this. Cause I know who you want, but I got to name a price on the way back. And it was, we, we had about a 10, 15 minute conversation. We found it. And yeah. He, we just did one. Right before we hit record, yeah, you know, you said, okay, I need a quarterback. And I said, okay, I kind of looked and, and we talked about it. And, you know, luckily we hit it pretty quick. You were like, okay, let's do this. And it, it worked out really well. But again, it worked out for both of us. We yeah. talked about it. We, you know, yeah. said our reasons, you know, I specifically was like, well, you don't have a second round pick. So that's kind of tough. And then you're like, well, what about this wide receiver and this? And, yeah. you know, and yeah, it's a, it's good when you can have the communication and, and get it through. Yeah. Some people just don't. There's like, no. And you're like, well, why not? No. It's like, okay, what are we doing here? (laughs) So, yeah, yeah, I'm with you. And just remember, your shitty trades are going to end up on bad fantasy football trades. They're going to get there, (laughs) and we're going to make fun of them. Sometimes on the show, but always in our hearts. Oh, yeah. I mean, it's out of love. (laughs) And hate. Yeah. We love to hate them. (laughs) Quick reminder, Thursday game's coming up. Unflex them. Take your Thursday players, get them out of the flex, get them into the running back spot, get them into the wide receiver spot. Don't get stuck without the flexibility of the flex spot. It's the worst when you played your best wide receiver in your flex spot on Thursday night and then your other wide receiver got hurt and now you're stuck trying to pick somebody up instead of J.K. Dobbins, who was on your bench, you know? Yep. And two other things on top of that, uh, we got another international game this week, so take a look make sure you know you have your phone turned on make sure you don't start someone that could be possibly be questionable also 
Next week starts by week. So plan early. Don't be that guy in the wave wire this next week while everyone's searching. Get ahead of the game. Make sure yeah, you're, good uh, call. Good you're call. filling in. Buys are starting. That's the same, especially guys that are streaming defenses for sure. Yep. It's getting close to that time of year where you're going to need to plan two weeks ahead. You'll overpay you know, if you're not if you're, careful. Yep. If you're streaming a quarterback, you know, start doing that two weeks ahead. Yep. You know, you can't just say, oh, well, you know, we'll see what happens. And then pretty soon your guy's on buy. You didn't know it. You know, there's nobody to pick up. So, yeah, buys starting up. Good call. I hate it when bye weeks happen and they get in the thick of it. And then you were, like, watching, like, two afternoon games. And you're like, God, that was the worst. Red zone sucks right <laughs> now. Red zone sucks. I can just flip back and forth. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks, guys. We'd love to hear from you. Let us know how the show went. Uh, Patreon members, you can reach out to us on Discord or through the Patreon app. Non-Patreon members, fantasyondraft at gmail.com. And always remember that's D-R-A-U-G-H-T. It's the old school spelling of draft. We'd love to hear you. Thanks to everyone that listened today. We hope you got some decent information, and we love having you here. Sadie, it's always good to, to sit down and chat. You too, brother. And Ken, thanks again for the beer. We appreciate that. Anyone else who wants to, to try some beers from around the country, we are open to it. Hell yeah. <laughs> Cheers, friend. Tip your bartender. Take it easy, guys. Later.